You're listening to James H. for Life, episode 14, Universal Life Insurance. Is it a good buy or is it an insurance scam? Thanks for tuning in. You're listening to James H. for Life, your premier podcast for all things life, disability, and long-term care insurance related. And today's episode, we're going to be dealing with a very distrusted, in my experience, form of permanent life insurance called a universal life insurance. Now, the reason why I say it's distrusted is many of the clients that I've come across have had one of three reactions to it. It's either been, I don't know anything about universal life. I heard universal life was a horrible idea or I don't understand it, isn't that, isn't that the same as whole life insurance? So it's either confusion, ignorance, or complete disdain uh, for universal life insurance. So I thought I would address this today because universal life insurance really is not a bad policy um, you know, at all. And it, it's been around for a while, uh, this type of policy, however... I will say that it seems like in in years past in the industry, it wasn't always sold properly either because um – you all usually because the agent themselves didn't fully understand how the policy worked and they were just concerned about getting a sale. So they just underfunded these policies and then that caused uh, the insured an absolute nightmare 15, 20, 30 years later. So uh, what we're going to do is we're going to talk about universal life insurance, the benefits of it, the functions of it. And how this, you know, can be an actually a very good policy to have within your portfolio. Um, so let's get right to it. So what is universal life insurance? It is a permanent form of life insurance. Um, however, everybody's very familiar with whole life. The difference between a universal life and a whole life policy, um, there are a couple of, there's, there's a couple. Number one, whole life is whole life. There really isn't, uh, too much variation with a whole life policy. Everything in whole life is rigid. It's calculated. It's, you know, the numbers are for the most part, uh, pretty guaranteed by the company. Uh, one way that I describe a whole life policy is um, whole life is probably the most guaranteed life insurance policy you can get because the ca- there's guaranteed cash value growth, guaranteed death benefit, guaranteed this, guaranteed that, you know, all the little functions that can come in the policy. For the most part, they're all guaranteed by the company, whatever numbers you see on the illustration. Universal life, on the other hand, um, there can be a great deal of flexibility uh, in a universal life policy in comparison. With universal life, as I mentioned in, in other places, there are two main types of permanent insurance, guaranteed and non-guaranteed. Universal life can actually fall under the category of both. And what those two terms mean is if the policy is guaranteed, then that means that the company is going to make sure that no matter what happens, the policy will stay in force as long as you pay the premium that you're supposed to. And we'll get into that a little bit later as to what I mean by staying in force no matter what. Non-guaranteed, on the other hand, means that you're responsible for making sure that the policy has enough money in the contract to keep it going. 
So, Universal Life, when it was originally written, was only a non-guaranteed contract. Here's how Universal Life works. So, you can have what's known as a flexible premium, meaning you can choose to pay any amount you want into the policy between a minimum amount and the maximum amount. Typically, the minimum amount that you're able to pay will carry the policy to about age 82-ish, maybe 84, maybe 80, depending. Um, But that's about where uh, the policy will take you to. And the reason for that is this. When you pay your premium every single month, with any life insurance policy, there's this thing called the cost of insurance. The cost of insurance is essentially the mortality charge, essentially how much we're charging you every single month because based on your health and statistics, you're going to die at a certain point. Um, It's the mortality charge. It's the administrative charges uh, that go along with your policy and any other direct uh, charges and costs that are incurred just for managing your policy by the company. And those charges are um, influenced by your health rate class. So the healthier you are, the better those, or I should say the less those charges are, the more unhealthy you are, the more the company will charge for you because we're expecting you to die at an earlier age. So what happens is when you pay your premium, let's just say um, your cost of insurance is 50 bucks a month, but you're paying $70 a month into the policy. So what happens to that extra $20? That extra $20 goes into your cash value. Your cash value then grows in a number of different ways, and we'll discuss that a little bit later in this podcast. Um, but that's how your cash value can accumulate. It can accumulate either because it's based off of an index, it's a variable product, so maybe it has a, a secondary account or a sub-account or a separate account, depending on who you talk to, um, you know, or it can just be a traditional fixed interest rate where it's determined by the company. But the point is that excess premium goes into the cash value and just builds and builds and builds over the years. So that's an explanation of your premium. You, now you can pay more than 50 bucks a month. You can pay the 50 bucks a month, whatever. Again, you can choose whatever you want between the minimum and the maximum to pay on a universal life policy. That's the flexible premium option. And that's how your cash value builds with a universal life policy. Any excess premium above the cost of insurance goes into your cash value account. Now, With that, your cost of insurance every single year that you age goes up. So naturally, your cost of insurance when you bought this policy, let's just say $45, it's not going to stay $50 a month. It'll go to $52, then say $55, then say $56, and onwards and upwards we go. Well, eventually, it's going to start to overtake what that $70 a month premium that you've been paying all of these years. So now all of a sudden it's $75 a month is your cost of insurance and you're still only paying $70 per month. So where does the $5 difference come from? It comes from one of two places. Number one, you start paying more into the policy. That's option one. Option two, 
the policy will take that, that $5 difference from its cash value. So essentially, it goes like this. Universal life will work at its best if when you first bought the policy, you were purposefully putting enough money in it so that way when you become old in your 70s and your 80s and beyond, when the cost of insurance is going to be sky high and you're retired and you're on a fixed income, the policy can pay for itself without costing you any additional money and that will keep the policy in force until you die. Long and short, without being able to do a visual and show you, you know, the numbers and stuff, that's how universal life insurance was designed to work is you prepay in one respect your insurance for later in life so that way when you're retired and you're not making the same kind of money or you have the ability to make the same kind of money that you do now – uh, the policy has enough in its reserve tank, I'll call it, to fund itself, to keep itself moving. That way it lasts as long as you want it to. So think of it like this, all right? It just That was kind of the explanation of how it works. Let me just break it into something really simple. Universal life insurance, it's a car. Your premium is the gas. If you want your car to go further you put more gas into the car. Well, as a car ages, do cars normally work better or start breaking down as they get older? Well, normally they start breaking down. So it would take more, more gas, more anything to make the car go the same distance as it would have when it was brand new. So if it only took 100 gallons to go 100 miles when you first, uh, you know, bought the car, now it's a 20 or 30 year old vehicle, it's going to take 300 gallons to go 100 miles to go the same distance. You understand what I'm saying. Um, so that's essentially how universal life insurance works. Now, that may not necessarily sound like the greatest thing, like, oh my gosh, why in the world would I want to pay for that? I mean, it's something that it only gets more expensive as it goes and, you know, all these things. Well, hold on right there. We're going to take a quick break. I'm going to come back. I'm going to explain a little bit about the guaranteed function and, you know, get into this a little bit more for clarification's sake. Um, and then we're going to start getting into different types of universal life insurance and when and when not they may be appropriate for you. You're listening to James H. for Life. I'll be right back. Hey, everybody, welcome back. This is James H. for Life, and we're just continuing our conversation today on universal life insurance, um, whether or not it's a good policy for you to consider. So uh, before the last break, I was just explaining a little bit about how your money works in a UL policy. Um, just as a quick recap, you know, your cost of insurance is X amount of dollars per month. You're paying, you know, a little bit more than that, long and short any excess money that you're putting into the policy that is above and beyond your cost of insurance goes into your cash value. Later in life, when your cost of insurance is a lot higher because you're older and you're going to die a lot sooner, um, then instead of you having to put more money into the policy, uh, pulling it out of your pocket, the policy starts to pay for itself. So with that, um, 
right before the break, you know, we were going to a place where it's, it almost sounded like a UL policy is garbage. It's not as efficient and you're wasting your money, this, that, and the other. Well, here's the deal with a universal life policy. What you can do, um, depending on the type of policy that you buy, one strategy why, fle- why the flexible premium option is really, really nice is, number one, universal life policies aren't as expensive most of the time as a whole life policy. So you can get a lot more death benefit for your per per premium dollar that you spend. Why is that good? Well, remember, you can choose anywhere between a minimum and a maximum amount to pay into the policy every month, every quarter, or every year. And if you front load a universal life policy, you can fund these policies So much that by the time you get to retirement, you won't have to worry about putting another dime into it. There are are ways where you can prepay the policies, pay more up front, and it saves you a lot of money on the back end. So because you have this flexible premium option... It, it, and you know, just because of the way that a UL functions, it doesn't mean that it's garbage. What it means is, you know, you, you have... A different way to go about it. You can actually front load these policies in such a way that it'll save you money on the back end. And in some cases, depending on the policy and its cash value building ability, the policy will just take off if you really let it rip and it'll just keep funding itself and the cash value can potentially keep on growing. That's a conversation for another day, but that is something that can happen. So universal life is very good. Here's where people get tripped up. They get tripped up when it's a non-guaranteed contract because most people are not hands-on people and you're not going to watch your policy every single year. You're not going to read your statements. You're not going to care about your statements. In your mind, you have a permanent policy. Just pay it. Who cares? Put it on the shelf and forget about it. That's where people have gone wrong over the years and it's not necessarily their fault. They weren't taught correctly, to be fair. You know, there are many people in my industry who they did not teach their clients how to read and manage these policies. They just wanted to write the policy and get it off the desk and get the money in their pocket. That's, you know, that's neither here nor there. Let me just say that you know these are great policies to have like i've said a million times any life insurance policy can be a great policy as long as it is used and understood properly so moving forward here's the deal um universal life insurance as of about the year 2003 somewhere in that area uh the industry started coming out with guaranteed universal life What does that exactly mean? Well, you know how whole life insurance is. You buy the policy, get approved, you pay the premium like you're supposed to, and then you can put it on the shelf and forget about it, right? It'll be there the day that you die. That's what they finally came out with in the early 2000s with a universal life policy. They started putting guarantees in these contracts that said as long as you pay this much, every single year, then we will guarantee, we the company will guarantee your policy will stay in force until age, and at the time they were writing them to about age 100 or so. Now policies are going to age 121, 130, 135. 
um, just because life expectancy is, is longer. So they finally started coming out with solutions to, um, to all these problems that many clients were having uh, in that finding that, oh my gosh, my policy is about to expire unless I pay like $7,000 or whatever into the, into the cash value account. Well, you don't have to worry about that anymore because now we actually have come out with something where you can buy it, put it on the shelf, and forget about it. Now, what's the advantage of having a guaranteed universal life? Well, for people who were very concerned about either wanting to leave money to children or family members um, or they want a permanent death benefit in place and they want to get as much death benefit as they can afford, um, a guaranteed universal life is just about always the way to go because you won't have to worry about it lapsing and you you have that guarantee that you want and um you know it's going to be a lot cheaper than buying the same amount of coverage through a whole life policy. Now, mind you, you get a lot of extra stuff with a whole life policy. There are a lot more uh, guaranteed numbers within between cash value, policy values, and, and different things like that. So it's not that it's unwarranted, but when your main focus is you just want a death benefit that's going to be there forever, guaranteed universal life hands down, just about always the way to go. Whenever I'm advising my clients, that's generally where we end up, either that or a survivorship policy, depending on uh, what their particular needs are. But I'll cover a survivorship policy in another um, podcast. So guaranteed universal life is awesome. Um, you just got to make sure that when you're talking to your agent that they they tell you that the policy you're you're purchasing or discussing, it's a guaranteed universal life, not just a regular universal life. I'll tell you this, um, a lot of times what agents will do, well, let me rephrase that. Many times what happens is for those who are just concerned about getting the sale and they see a number of, say, $150 or $170 a month for a guaranteed uh, policy, the agent will make the decision that you can't afford that. And maybe you can and maybe you can't. I don't know. Um, so what they do is rather than show you maybe that number, they'll show you what's known as the minimum funded number. And if you remember from earlier in my podcast, that's the number that if you pay the minimum amount, remember, because you can pay between a minimum and a maximum, the minimum amount will have the policy last in most cases till about age 83-ish. We call it, let you know, lasting for your life expectancy, quote unquote. So, um, you know, you just want to make sure that any, you know, policy you're buying, you know, if your area of focus is in the guaranteed realm, you want to make sure there's something there. Just make sure that it's, that in the illustration that you're shown, one, it is a guaranteed policy. Two, the illustration shows that your payment never changes and it lasts you all the way till age 100 and something, you know, at least 121, 135, somewhere in that area. If you're seeing numbers like that, then your policy is guaranteed and it should last you, you know, you should never outlive it. So there's that. What other types of universal life do we have? Outside of the guaranteed realm, let's trickle back into a non-guaranteed policy. Now you might say, okay, James, why in the world would I want to go into a non-guaranteed product? Well, this is why. 
For some people, the ability to build cash value can be incredibly valuable. One, because maybe you just like the idea. Maybe you just like the idea of having a life policy that can build some serious cash value. And then later in life, you can either withdraw from it or take loans against it if you need it. Or maybe part of your strategy, if you're in the more affluent classes, uh, and by affluent, I'm thinking you're making over $200,000 a year, easy. Um, you know, maybe you're going to be looking for some tax-free money you can use as income in retirement. Well, sometimes a, a, a universal life policy that has the ability to really build cash value is uh, that should be a pretty good part of your financial strategy because you don't want to be paying, you know, a, the highest tax bracket. Uh, in retirement because you made so much money while you were working. So what you can do is you can load up a uh, permanent life policy, blow the cash value out the door, and then you can utilize that as a supplement in your retirement because when you withdraw the money that you paid into a, into a life insurance policy, it's not taxable because you put after-tax money into the policy to begin with. And then number two, once you utilized all of the money that you've put into the policy, that's also called your cost basis, then you just start taking loans for the rest because as long as the policy stays in force, those loans also are not taxable. So that's how you can maximize your... your um, life insurance policy for tax-free money when you get into retirement for those that would have that kind of an issue. So those are a couple different things. And and for those types of policies, you would want to look at an indexed universal life or a variable um, universal life policy because um, those two have the greatest ability uh, in most cases, to maximize your cash value accounts. So if, if that's part of your plan, and for either one of those reasons, whether it be um, for personal preference or if it be for um, some serious financial planning, advanced maneuvers, I'll call them, for your, with your financial advisor, um, then yeah, you should be looking at a non-guarantee because the guarantee in a guaranteed universal life is going to eat up the cash value and traditional and guaranteed universal life will not build the cash value that you need under that strategy. So there's some give and take. And again, it depends on what you need the policy to do, what you're most interested in. And, you know, um, make sure that whoever your advisor is, they're explaining to you how the policy works and that they can show you in real numbers how long your policy will last. Again, don't be afraid of a universal life policy. They're not bad. I've had people tell me they are. Well, I'm telling you they're not. Just make sure you understand the policy you're looking at and purchase the one that's right for your needs. And if there's something about it you don't understand... Ask until you do understand because you have a right to know what you're buying. 
Well, listen, guys, thanks very much for tuning in today. You've been listening to James H. for Life. Listen, if you have more questions about universal life insurance, please feel free to either fill out the form below or email me at jameshforlife at gmail.com. I'd be happy to help you and uh, answer any questions you have. If you're looking for a policy uh, for yourself or if you're just wondering if it's the right type of policy for you, again, uh, if you're on my blog at jameshforlife.com, just fill out the uh, the quote form at the bottom of the uh, of this blog article, and uh, either myself or one of my agents uh, will reach out to you and we'll be happy to assist you. Um, or you can always email me at jameshforlife at gmail.com. And if you have any uh, suggestions or questions that you would like me to address in a future podcast, again, you can always email me and I'd be happy to take your request. Thank you very much for listening and have a great day.